0: Hello, I am Joe Rycroft.
1: And I'm Adam Hewitt. Welcome to the Exercise Right podcast. The show where we delve deep into the world of exercise, rehabilitation and wellness.
0: A fun, non-drab approach where Adam and I will be talking about all things exercise, physiology, health and rehabilitation, whilst debunking myths, making some complex science a lot more simple and giving you some tips and tricks to improve your health and well-being.
1: Each week we will host guest speakers who are experts in their field and hear from you, the listener, to answer any of your questions. Good evening, Joe.
0: Good evening, Ads.
1: I feel all discombobulated. We're on a Monday, not a Tuesday.
0: It is, I know, it's totally shaken up the week.
1: <laughs> and I feel like it's going to be a bad way because I'm going to feel like it should be a Tuesday, but I'm going to get to Tuesday and i be like, oh my God, it's still Tuesday. But then that means that it's a slower week than it should be.
0: Well, I hope it's not. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. I hope we are just you know, <laughs> Monday. Let's get the energy going. Fly into Tuesday. The rest of the week will be a breeze. Maybe it's the tonic that you need on a Monday evening.
1: You're the tonic, clearly, because you have come you're bouncing with energy.
0: I, I'm 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 a uh, I'm fresh from a from another party this weekend, that's I'm still on that like party high.
1: Another thirtieth.
0: No, times by three. Ninetieth. Ninetieth, my my great aunt Jennifer, or Auntie Jellybags, as she's well known as, um, turned ninety, and we,
1: we oh, celebrated
0: okay. as a family, and it was it was wonderful.
1: That's one of the best auntie names I've ever heard.
0: You want to know the backstory?
1: Absolutely.
0: I'll try and keep it short and sweet for listeners, but
1: there's no need go into detail.
0: <laughs> when uh, when we were younger, we would we would go round to great aunt Jennifer's for a Christmas. Kind of gathering, bit of a tea party, that kind of thing. And literally this dates back to like my earliest memories. Um so she would put on this amazing spread of like home baking sandwiches. And um you know you could get those like little paper frilly bowls that people put jelly in.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Um she'd always make jelly so we'd have like jelly and ice cream. And I don't know who set it off um uh, but one of the cousins and I've I, there's 14 of our I don't know generation on that side, so you can imagine this big rabble of um, kids running around. Um, someone set off the tradition of eating the jelly through a straw, um, and obviously, when you're little, you're like, "Oh, it makes all these funny noises, rada, rada. But as we got older, and even into our teens and beyond, we, we'd would still go round to Aunt Jennifer's and eat jelly for a straw. So she's Auntie Jelly Bags, um, and. Fantastic. On Saturday night, uh, we were going out for a meal and all this, you know, 30 of us all getting together. And uh, me and my brother were like, oh, should we just swing by the co-op and see if they've got any jelly pots? (laughs) So we bought 30 Hartley's jelly pots. And after mains, we we distributed them and everyone around the table, including Aunt Jennifer, age 90, all sat down with a straw to to eat this jelly pot. And it was the highlight of my weekend. (laughs)
1: That is absolutely that is the most wholesome story I think I've I've heard. It's, I love that so, so nice. <laughs>
0: so, well, so, happy
1: birthday, Auntie Jellybags! Yeah, shout
0: out, shout out to Auntie Jellybags.
1: And on the theme of birthdays, that's very very nicely sort of segues into our our yeah. guest today. Who have we got
0: today? We have the truly inspirational George Peasgood, Good, um, who's joining us on his twenty eighth birthday, which. I think it says a lot before we even get started, doesn't it really?
1: You'll like it because it's a round number, but you won't like it because it's not a multiple of five. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, you'll get that joke in a second.
0: Yeah, you will. You're about to (laughs) understand what that means. But yeah, I think uh, absolute must listen.
1: Loved it, guys, and enjoy.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Exercise Right podcast. I am delighted to say that today we have George Peasgood with us, who is a Paralympian, who George might correct me here, but won a silver medal um, in triathlon and a bronze medal in paracycling in Tokyo 2020.
2: Correct, yes.
0: Which is phenomenal. So we can't wait to hear a little bit more about that. And also almost a year, well, a year yesterday, um, uh, had a... Bad, bad bike accident and suffered a traumatic brain injury. So, George, to kick off, do you want to kind of introduce yourself a little bit more and give us a little bit more insight into your journey over the last year?
2: Hi, I'm George Peasgood and I am a child that did cycling as well at Tokyo. Um, I went to Rio and came. Seventh, I think. And then Tokyo Improving came second for triathlon Um I managed to qualify for cycling time trial. Um the road and the road race and came third in that and I think it was sixth in the road race. It was something like that. Um
0: casual sixth.
2: Yeah. It was something. Something like that. <laughs> I think it was either, either higher or lower than seven.
1: It was bl- bloody way. good is the answer. Yeah. Top Regardless 10. of the number, it was bloody good. <laughs>
2: it was top ten. Top ten. <laughs> um, yeah, and last year when I was out cycling, on um, day before my birthday, I was doing a sprint 100. 20 minutes I think it was from my parents house so from the end of the ride and um, my shoe came out of the pedal and yeah I suffered a traumatic brain injury uh diffuse axonal injury apparently whatever that means which basically basically it's like all all the neurons in the brain just tear um so yeah, I was in a coma for forty-nine days, which really annoys me because I love round numbers. Forty-nine, <laughs> like fifty, would be a much nicer number. Um,
0: Adam would be uh, sorry. <laughs> I, uh,
2: I, do you know what George? I
1: fully agree with you. I get your frustration there.
2: Also, guess how many worse I did when my when, I, when my foot came out of the pet out the Hmm.
0: Wasn't what, ended a nine
2: 961. Okay. Oh <laughs> but guess what? My highest on the whole ride was what? 963. Okay. Oh so that, I didn't even get that. That first is, part impressive of ride.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. footage. Like
2: For me would be a piece of cake. So i probably just doing an extra sprint just because I wanted to get a thousand miles. Because I love numbers. He's I'm right. really, so George, I'm really, we're going de- really we, like to
1: we deviate, but I feel like I need to ask this question immediately. Remote control, watching TV, even numbers as well on volume? Um, A multiple of five. Oh, I like it. Ah. Yeah, good. See, that's interesting because five is fine for me as well. Now,
2: five get, or like if it's 18 or 12, that's okay as well
1: yeah I'm good with that what about doing 10k and stopping at 9.99 we're not doing 10k in that case what about that how does
2: no i will always do a round number or like make up to time so i will always do like at least an hour see this is where so
1: Joe the reason why I asked this question is Joe very recently did she posted her Strava and it was 9.99 and I just messaged her on Instagram saying I would lose sleep on this
2: <laughs> oh i know shara does you over sometimes on that and just yet yeah, it ruins it because like i've done it before on my garmin i've had like 15k for example and it's been like 14.98 yeah so, See,
0: it's like, strava's fault
2: ads it's something like <laughs> how's a garmin or like suns they one distance, but strava then says something else yeah yeah
1: but I think for the, we've already said this, but I think for the listeners who are listening now, they won't know this, but that makes today your birthday. So very, very happy birthday to you, George, today.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for the absolute dedication in coming and, uh, well, coming on our show, basically.
2: I had two cases this year because I didn't have one last year. I like that. So I told mum I had to have two cases, so she made another one. Fab. Absolutely right. Was the me. same cake as last year under carrot cake as well.
0: Good choice.
1: Good I feel choice. like I've I've met my sole brother in George. <laughs> <laughs> um how I mean talk us through that initial I uh, I mean, obviously in a coma and then mm-hmm. coming back in those early stages of you know, first and foremost, thankfully, you know, coming back into what I'm presuming was still hospital and having people around you and supporting Mm. you, but talk us through those initial days of of being awake again.
2: I don't really remember the initial days. So, like, I think I technically woke up on the, was it, like the 14th or 15th, uh, 15th of November? But I don't remember anything, like, specifically before mid January, I think it was wow. but it all felt like a dream. So yeah. like all of No everything in November when I woke up or December, all of well half of January until the 13th of January, all felt like a dream. Because thirteenth's been like a number, so obviously I felt like I woke up on the 13th of January. But the first day I remember the first time I remember the day before was the 4th of January. I remember the third. But before mm-hmm. that, I can't remember the day before. So the memory is just bonkers.
1: And why 13 is your lucky number?
2: We're going to talk it's about awesome. numbers older. Um, It's my first race number as a nice. senior triathlete and on one my shoot.
0: Oh, amazing. I was going to say, having 13 as your lucky number when you don't like anything other than multiples of five or zero or even numbers for other things so is very interesting.
1: Oh, no. A year on now. Uh, we're gonna we'll, we'll we'll jump forward, but we will go back as well. What's life like for George now, and how's the rehab going?
2: Well, I would say the rehab's going okay, but like medical professionals say, the rehab's going better than anyone could ever expect. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, the rehab's going okay. <laughs> um, life generally. All right, it's a bit of a pain in the ass because I can't drive at the moment. Um, but that's really it.
0: I saw that you, you've you've got back on the bike fairly recently. Of course, yeah. What's, what does that feel like?
2: Like, without sounding too corny, like, I know it's such a pun, but like, it was just like running a bike. You just... It was so nice, though. Like, <laughs> Yeah, just like the wind in your hair. Again, I know it's corny, but like it was just amazing.
1: Was there any initial trepidation or fear in getting back on the saddle?
2: No, not at all. Amazing. Apparently, the first hostel I was in, when I was going out from the coma, I hated and refused to use a bed bike ah. for like weeks. They were trying to get me on the, using the bed bike, but I she just was. wouldn't do it
1: yeah maybe your body's telling you to not to rest and and have some more time to recover
2: i just say like all the days i should have taken off as recovery i was just took all at once
0: (laughs) are you someone that typically would be you know is what just train 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 a bit more and add a bit more training in
2: well i never like i very rarely had a day off um, I think it was the year of COVID. I think I didn't have jail for a year and a half. Oh wow! But like, I'd have twenty-four hours off. Yeah. So I train one morning and the next day I'd train in the afternoon. Ah, okay. So like, you still have twenty-four hours, so that'd be my rest day. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't have like a full day off. Cause like, why? Yeah. I don't feel I didn't feel like I needed
1: it is that is that consistency and that motivation continued through your rehab Are you having any rest days now or is it a case of still going 24 hours is
2: enough well I would say no but I'm feeling like I'm having rest days all the time at the moment which is why like I quite often use Swift on the turbos I'm at my home. Yeah. Or like I'll do a natural gym circle or something. Because at home I have a med- medicine ball and a kettlebell. And a, I have the turbo and a tremor as well. So I can do something.
1: And a, a really broad question, um, but I think one that is probably quite fitting, is what, what does exercise mean to you? Because... You've gone from, you know, Paralympian Tokyo being really, you know, present in your life to continuing that into your rehab days. And it sounds like, you know, it has to be there every single day. What does exercise as as a general
2: mean to George? Exercise was just my life before. So, like, when I'm been told or when someone says I can't do exercise I'm just like well you I mean I, that means I can't get my life back because that's what I mean by I want my life back it's like just let me do exercise because that's what I used to do so yeah
0: and which it, is why
2: that? on the bike as well because me does- and my coach were like well I think you can so why not and um, first of all, we just used it, used it like a balance bike. So I dropped the saddle low, and I didn't even use the pedals. But then, after five minutes, I was like, my balance is quite good. So why not try? And I was like, oh, this is easy. It started riding a bike, of course. So then, yeah, I went like 30-k an hour down for both. I was fine.
0: Fantastic. And is that, have you been on a few more bike rides since that day now? Are you, is it part of your regular schedule?
2: I would say yes, but I'm currently at the Mahamson Foundation, so I can't go on the bike here. But it's only like, it's a mountain bike, so at the moment, because I get more balance on the mountain bike, why well, not trying the road bike? Um, yeah, it's just more for safety. It means I can use the footpaths and go on grass and stuff. Which is obviously a lot more safe.
0: Yeah, yeah. You um you mentioned there that you're at the Matt Hampson Foundation. Um, and I think we've we've been following your um story through your Instagram for for a while. But to those that don't know what the Matt Hampson Foundation is, what is it and how have you been working with them to continue
2: your rehab. So it's a foundation centre set up by Matt and he was a rugby player. He played for Leicester Tigers and England under 23 and in and the Lions. Um and he was a prop and he was in a scrum twenty odd years ago in the scrum clubs and broke his neck. Um, So, yeah, he made this foundation, which is, yeah, just for, like, people, athletes particularly, for just to, like, use sport or use anything to get back to living. And the the motto is get busy living. Because that's what the motto, yeah, that's, they live the mantra and they literally hope that you're too busy to end up coming here. That's the ultimate goal like they're like do you want to stay We get lunch and they would much rather you say oh no i'm too busy that we then to say oh yes please, i'm not doing anything so yeah they just really like try and get you to like live your own life again any way possible
0: fantastic and do you what 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 does rehab look for you when you're staying at the foundation what what kind of sessions are you doing what type Type
2: of work are you doing there? So I have a PT session every day for an hour, 45 minutes, and then I have a physio session every day, and then I also have a sports therapy session every day. So essentially, there's hours a day of intense rehab, but like the sports therapy session could be anything from more like soft tissue massage or deep tissue massage to learn like running again so one of my sessions i went for a run with the sports therapist then that was the first time trying to run again so yeah they can like be a range of things
1: and how did that feel that those first just getting the legs moving a little bit quicker
2: i felt really good like yeah uh, when I would it, it felt wobbly and a bit unun extraordinary, un- but yeah, it felt good. And talk us about something I'm really
1: fascinated in. This, you know, selfishly part of our trade, but that relationship you've had with the physiotherapist or the expert personal trainers. Talk us about that relationship there.
2: Well, that just, I nowadays they're more like. Made so good friends. So yeah, like we have a really good relationship. um, And just have just like so much fun. To... They're all just great fun people. But I get the impression that they have to almost tailor their attitude with different people. So they are very adaptive and can change who how they act with different people. But yeah, the therapists are incredible.
1: I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's like, I could yeah, of afraid, but different metaphorical hats. I think you as mm-hmm. a, as a, you know, a physiologist, someone who's helping rehab, I think you still shine your own personality through, I think maybe you just tailor the, the approach sometimes. Um, but where, so what next for George? What's going on? What's the next steps for you? And um, have you got any goals in the future that you want to be able to achieve?
2: I just wanted to get back, well, I said get my life back, but my life was led to training. So to be able to, like, drive again in the next few months because I had some, because I basically can't drive at the moment. Um, yeah, so to be able to drive again and, like, get to the pool and stuff on my own would be really good and um, just get gross and back involved with the sport. Um not really bothered no not say bothered, not really thinking about competing at the moment because like there's nowhere in town, nowhere in hell I'll be able to raise a Paris. And know what I want to really. I more want to just enjoy myself and just get my love for life back, let alone sport.
1: Hmm. I totally get that. I mean when you've when you've had such a a trauma i think getting life back is mm. it seems like the the biggest but the most important goal and like you said there you yeah. am not really bothered for Paris right now it's not it's yeah it's not a radar um mm. do you think and maybe it may be a sensitive question but do you think you might want to compete in the future again
2: that seems like a silly question to us because of course <laughs> Like, of course, I'm going to compete again. Whether it just be like a local triathlon or cycling session or just cycling race or whether it be the Paralympics. At some point, I'll compete again. Yeah, Just have that competitive feel. Yeah.
0: Are you as competitive in other areas of your life as you are in in sport?
2: How are you in Monopoly? (laughs) (laughs) If I'm bad at something, I'll happily admit that and not bother trying. But like I'll I'll be involved, but I won't really try too hard. Especially if there's like an either-or situation.
0: Yeah. But if you're good at something. Yeah. Game on. Yeah. 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 Talk us about how the triathlon community has support you and got around you over the over the last year.
2: Um, yeah, they generally have been really good. Um because one of my sponsors, who um, came up with the pink headbands. Oh, yeah. With the heart logo Yeah, your
0: um, signature logo.
2: Yeah. Um, and they, like, that raised £200,000 for the George Just Given page, which is still live. And that's going to be split, split equally or split up between my Hampson Foundation, the ambulance. Which is a charity, and for anything that I need in the future, or to like pay for taxis to be able to come here. So they help massively. Um, yeah, and just like everyone has been just really good, and everyone wants me to get back and involved with sport and just like living again. So yeah, everyone's been really good.
0: Good. Now I'm. I'm very eager to ask this next question because uh (laughs) but both adam and i are huge dog lovers we both have have dogs but um not that long ago a very cute puppy uh started to appear on some of your uh, social very
1: very cute (laughs)
0: um introduce said puppy to the listeners and talk talk to us about how how she's helping
1: and just Um, just before we do i was you know I was doing my research, of course, but I was going through your Instagram page and it just showed up that Joe had liked all of your puppy pictures. Joe <laughs> so um, Rykoff has liked this
2: picture.
0: <laughs>
2: well, you know, okay. very fitting. <laughs> <pretty. laughs> um, yeah, she's a, uh, was it F1B cockapoo? So she's a cockapoo with the rotten cocker. Nice. So she's. Got the Instagram, two cars one poop, she's literally double my colour, but she just does not shed Um uh, and she's gonna be turned up as a dirty dog or sister's dog. Nice. Um but that will start when she's about a year old, I think. But yeah. She's How, just pretty really
0: good. How's That's the how has it been being a, a puppy dad as such? What has it been challenging or exciting or everything in in one?
2: Everything in one. Easy answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been difficult at times, but other times it's been like phenomenal. Like even things like if I was to bend over and pick up some of my toilet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Even that was a challenge at first because. That's testing, like balance, coordination, and picking up something off a low surface or by the floor, and just being aware of everything else going around me. What, what
1: message would you have for people that have had maybe traumas or crashes or anything that's maybe stopped them from doing their everyday exercise? Um, what message would you have to get people back on the bike, as
2: you say? Um, I'll just say, just keep trying, like pushing through every aspect. So really break it down. So for instance, like trying to ride a bike again, I tried a turbo first and then was doing loads of balance exercises and coordination stuff. I'm breaking it all down massively. I've not been on the road yet, but just more like a grass footpath that was really quiet. So I took all the cognitive aspects really out of it. I was just mean, like peddling a bit. Um, so yeah, just really break it down. Um, yeah, just keep trying because you'll happen at some point.
1: You seem like a man who's hugely dedicated and has got that natural self drive. Um, Thank you. But- <laughs> but what obst- what were the biggest obstacles you faced and how did you get over them
2: more than mental obstacles to be honest um, more just the, like dealing with my life from before brain injury and after brain injury and how they're different and more the mental aspect of feeling like I'm changed. I'm a different person but in my sometimes, I'm like, sure, i have be misdiagnosed somehow, somewhere on the line. But like, it's a down on an MRI of my brain, you can see all the tears. So like, it is or it isn't something. And it is clearly it's a brain injury. But on some days, I'm like, no, nah, I can be that, And then i do it, and I'm like, I'm fine. But them days, I'm just, I just have to remind myself to take it slow and just steady.
0: Have you always been incredibly driven? And if you have, do you know what, what where that came from? What?
2: Um, I think I have, uh, to be I more blame both my parents because they're both stubborn people, so I'm just very <laughs> stubborn. Like, if I, if I want to do so something, I'll end up doing it someday. Like, that's one thing I told myself, I was like, I didn't say within a year of that, I so no, I just said at some point, this year I'll be back on a bike. But then I did within, within a year of falling off. So like, and I think some medical professionals were like, no, George, you're not gonna be back on a bike just yet. But to me, like, what's the reason why not?
0: Did that um, give you a bit more kind of motivation to be like, I'm going to
2: prove? Yeah, that? yeah, I love proving people, especially like medical professionals. Wrong. I love his nail varnish, by the way. Uh, great. I think I lot like, Are you back? back. Then. I'll back. Yeah, I just come.
1: You frozen. I just said, "I love your nail varnish. It's very nice." Yeah, I, like I
2: always paint my left thumb there right now. How do you? Yeah, because in the hospital when. Frankie, when she was my girlfriend, was racing in the national track cycling championships. Um, her sister came around and I couldn't open my right hand. Like, my hands were stuck like that. My muscles mm-hmm. were just on all the time. So she came around with some pink nail varnish. And I was like, well, I had to do my left hand. So I can't open my right hand at all. And, yeah, she just played in my left hand. And now it's, I've gone down to just the left thumb. I love it. Do
1: you know what? I lo- absolutely love that. That is a real symbol of and of uh, things. And yeah, very glad that we picked up on that mid mid internet pause.
2: <laughs> yeah, but now I have the full um, gel kit, so I have a UV lamp, I have the pre gel, the post gel, and yeah, it's just all the all the pro stuff.
1: So Do you know what? One, I'm, I'm one not
2: surprised thing. at all.
1: You, take, you, you even take painting nails to the absolute dedicated level, levels of, I'm going to be a professional at this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very like, much. We're talking just before the internet cut there about the Paralympics and how that drive, that stubbornness got you got you there. Um, yeah, so if you can carry on that, that'd be great.
2: Yeah, I just then being like really stubborn and, well, I call it stubborn because that's the easiest way. I have to explain it. But yeah, just the drive to be like, no, I'm doing that. Whatever you say, I'm good. I think the drive has just been so really, it's just a blessing and everything because yeah, it just means I just try and just don't give up until something happens. I'd much rather die trying.
1: I think a better word is dedication. And I think that like um certainly something which we're lucky enough to be doing this podcast but we're speaking to elite athletes and very very good um runners or you know what it might be and I think the the underlying thing is that dedication the dedication to go I'm not only going to do this but I'm going to do this to a level which is going to need the dedication otherwise yeah. there's no point in doing it
2: This one all the people would like I've been not something, that's what I love. Like, when I see the weather's bad outside, I used to love that, because I'd be like, so many people, be sound and outside and go be like, I'm not training, but I'd, I'd love to go and train them. You're but i like love it.
0: You're not a fair weather cyclist then?
2: No, well, wasn't before, but I'm more now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you um just kind of go slightly, slightly curveball to the side. But you were you're talking, you you talked about how um painting nails had become um almost like a, I guess a bit of a, a habit or a ritual now. Um, as an athlete, did you have is that something that you've always had? Um, kind of going into competitions or like going into certain training sessions? Do you are you someone of great routine?
2: Um, like before traveling, or do I see? The same key swim, the same or similar key bike sessions and similar key runs. So I guess the answer to that question is yes. Yeah.
0: Do you have a like pair of like lucky socks or lucky shoes or anything like that as well? No. 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 Not
2: that far. Not that far, but I always just use the quickest like run shoes or anything. Or always the quickest like or where is Chris in the lab? Like, especially cycling, the tyres, the wheels, the frames, the um, aero bars. I do show that, like, whatever well, test is quickest.
1: On the triathlons, did you have a favourite discipline? Because, you know, some people absolutely love the cycle. I personally, the one thing that puts me off doing a triathlon is the swimming. Um, But did you have a particular preference?
2: Um, It was always the bike growing up but more and more as I got older I would say more the run even though the run was my weakest discipline it's so easy to train like just put a pair of shoes on and go for a run it's so easy and like there's so much freedom in just running but yeah like I used to love a lot of bike so much so I cycled 200k from Loughborough down to Mount down to my parents
1: house interesting what Just what <laughs> you just got on the bike and just thought I'm just going to do 200k
2: no it's planned um, <laughs> it took me like six hours average 34k an hour and 233
0: watts oh my gosh so it wasn't
2: too unbelievable. bad unbelievable
0: that wasn't too bad that wasn't
1: too bad I love but, there's
0: a bit of a theme here because when in when we when you first kind of introduced yourself and you were like it was oh, I I got a silver medal in triathlon at Tokyo and as a almost like a side thought it's like oh, I casually picked up a bronze as well it's like oh I casually rode 100 what was it 200k 200k at 36 kilometers an hour 34 34,
2: 34
0: okay <laughs> <laughs>
2: I that preferred is... over 35.
1: <laughs> of
0: course.
1: The <laughs> round number
2: than the multiple of five.
1: What makes you think I'm just going to get and plan it? Yeah, but what makes you think that's going to be my challenge?
2: Well, I was going back to my parents' house for a barbecue for my brother's birthday. And I was just, the means of transport was the bike, I decided. So I was like, why not? <laughs>
0: Did you, did you grow up in a, was your, is your family very sporty and active? Are you? Yeah.
2: yeah. Like my mum's done 14 or 15 marathons. Wow. My, both my parents have done, I think it's two Man races. Oh,
0: wow.
2: And yeah, my, uh, yeah, my parents at one point in their lives, Went away for my mum's birthday to Germanic summer.
1: Is all making a bit more sense now, George? Was it always triathlon for you, or did you kind of maybe do a bit more cycling and then go? Actually, I I, I like the variety.
2: Or what got you into that triathlon discipline? More like I can blame my brother and father because they saw triathlon in the fa- the entire family. Basically, my dad was. Trained for London Mountain and one year ago I got a fracture in his tibia, um, yeah, on a run. So he had to swim and bike for rehab, ah. so that the child off and then in 2010, the yeah, after I had a, a long nine month operation on my leg. Um, the Junior Triathlon Club was formed back in South and I And our just ran along for an hour on a Saturday, two hours, sorry, on a Saturday morning. So to give my dad a chance to do the Tesco run.
0: <laughs> do the food shop. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, that's I lo- I mean, as as childcare goes, I feel like dropping your kid off at a triathlon club. I mean, that I mean any parents listening, uh, I mean can take note of that because uh you never quite know where the wh- what might happen thereafter and uh yeah yeah I mean
2: that's a great story and uh yeah I hope- and then yeah I just used char as, as my rehab for my length length le- le operation um so yeah my first 2.4k run in a race took me. 20 something minutes so it's more of a wrong world and yeah i was just doing it for fun and it's just one i enjoyed, so i just kept going i think that- that's
1: probably the underlying message really that you you do everything you do yeah with sports and with the training you do and actually you see it as fun you yeah. see it as part of your life, you'd get genuine enjoyment out of it and not only for the physical but also for the mental side. And I think that, mm. that really shines through in how you talk.
2: Yeah, thank you. Like in my eyes, I've never worried today in my life because I've been a I've been a employed employed no, I've been a I've received funding for nine, ten years now. So I never had like a proper my job. Um but yeah, like it's the best job ever. Be honest, but some days it's proper crap because I got this injury and there are so many dark days in the hospital. But that's one thing I've always said since my injuries cause um everyone's been like, Oh George looks like you're doing so well. I'm like, no things are going pretty badly for us. So I always, I'm like really clear on social media and Instagram now about all the bad days as well. Because I absolutely did my nothing. When I was in hospital, I'm, I am discharged, everyone was always saying like, oh George Lewis things are doing really well. I'll be like, no, things aren't good. So I'm just really honest and clear on my social media. Because yeah, like yesterday, because at the anniversary of my crash, I wasn't expecting to get upset because I'm not upset by my first accident, but I cried probably 10, 15 times easily. But not even for a proper reason. I'll just be watching sound TV and get a memory from before the crash and just start on my eyes But yeah, that's why I'm so like open and public on social media now.
0: Who do you look for for
2: inspiration, George? Like my friends, even, or my parents. I use loads of different people for whatever they're doing. So at the moment, I use my good friends. And like Ben Darsha, who over here earlier, would give me birthday cake of presents. And Alice Yee, because they're both really good friends. And they both just help me out so much. And... Yeah, just like my friends and family, because my family have published so much with me in the hospital and coming to see me every day. Like, who the hell comes to see the child every day in hospital for? I think they came every day for three or four months. It's bonkers. So, yeah, I just more, I more, here yeah, just use everyone around me for all sorts of different things.
1: We have a a bit of a tradition on the podcast and I'm actually really intrigued about what's going to be your answer but um we have the tradition is a music related question and um I would like to get an understanding of what track would you have that would define you George and where you are now in your recovery
2: the month before my accident, I was I went to see the Cob player Wembley Live. Oh wow. Which was phenomenal. Um so it's got to be a song.
1: I was there. One, the
2: I really, one song I really like is Us Against the World.
0: Oh, yeah. I love that song.
2: Thank you so much, George. I've loved that. You're more than welcome.
0: And yeah, big big thank you and an even bigger thank you for doing it on your birthday evening that was uh yeah absolutely amazing thank you
2: if you haven't said that i would have forgotten it's my birthday
0: no <laughs> come on
2: <laughs> other than when i have birthday cake for dessert. Or, yeah,
0: yeah. or two
1: <laughs> no george i absolutely loved that thank you so much such an open and honest podcast i think that listeners listening will find it super engaging um they really understand the journey you've been on but also i think that i hope anyway a smile into the dedication and the just the drive you've got in going i'm gonna do this so um no a true inspiration for me thank you so much thank you very much brilliant
0: yeah oh man
1: i think that's one of the more real real podcasts we've done and i think that uh, yeah i mean the the smile i mean listeners you won't get to see that sadly but the smile he had in his face and the confidence that george exuded in everything he did but also just the you know i'm gonna do this approach and the determination of stubbornness as he said was really quite inspiring
0: mm. No, completely and I think it's anyone out there listening hopefully you know no matter who you are what you're doing everyone's gonna take something from that that will go actually like yeah I I can do this I am gonna do that and because he's you know proving people wrong every day and you know like he said he's already proven medical professionals beyond wrong um Mm. And... Yeah, and
1: just, just adapting his style, just adapting his training methods, but doing something.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely absolutely brilliant. I can't wait for that this one to go out.
1: It was a great one. And uh, finally, George, happy birthday. Uh, and I'm sure that you'll have probably be working off your cakes if you're listening now, all three of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a few extra minutes on the turbo. <laughs>
1: and on that lovely note
0: yeah see you on the other
1: side side. be the first to hear about our new episodes find more information by following exercise rights